You're listening to the Connections Through Creativity podcast. Here, we dive in deep into personal growth, creativity, inclusion, education, mental health, entrepreneurship, connection, community, and how we can make a positive impact. I'm your host, Rebecca Jane, founder of Rebecca Jane Art, an inclusive community art instructor, mother, author, and artist with a love of living a creative life through joy, growth, and making a positive impact in the world. Art is the catalyst for creating connections. Everyone is an artist and everyone deserves a safe space to be and feel creative, included, and heard. When we create connections through creativity, we are opening an inclusive environment to improve mental health, education, and creativity in our community. By first starting with us, we can show up for ourselves, our family, and clients so we can live a fulfilling, creative life that inspires others. Become a certified inclusive community art instructor to make a radical impact in your community. Join the 10-week certification course in Mastermind by visiting RebeccaJaneArt.ca. Are you ready? Let's get creative. Hello and welcome. Today we are joined by Dr. Shanaz Ahmed. Uh, she's a podcaster who talks about everything bookish. Her podcast is Living a Life Through Books. She's an avid reader and working on her first novel, which she drops on me uh, <laughs> during the episode. Um, and her dream is to one day be a motiva- motivational speaker. Um, we had so much fun recording this. Um, it was great fun. Uh, this is a two-part episode. So actually, if you haven't listened to part one yet, head over to Living a Life Through Books um, and you can listen to our episode that we did together, part one, where uh, Shanez Uh, interviews me. And then this episode is where I interview her. So uh, head over to there and then listen to part one and come on right back. And uh, so you can finish the episode here. All right, so let's get started. Uh, So we are here with uh, Shanez. Did I pronounce it properly? Right. Uh Yes. Okay. And uh, she is the host of Living a Life Through Books podcast. And uh, we are here to talk about books today. (laughs) Yay. Yay. (laughs) I'm so excited. All right. So uh, as a guest on my podcast, uh, Mm -hmm. we are... um, I always have a couple of questions that I start out with uh, just okay. to get to get to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is, what is your favorite quote or a quote that you'd like to share? Okay, so my favorite quote is a one word quote. And the word is Tim Shaw. And it's spelled T-I-M-S-H-E-L. And for the People who have read East of Eden by John Steinbeck, they know exactly what I'm talking about. This word keeps showing up throughout the book. And you're like, what is Tim Shaw? Tim Shaw, Tim Shaw. And what it refers to is thou shalt. That means you shall overcome. I I Mm. love it. And so I've always loved that quote, Tim Shaw. 
Oh, wow. That's really beautiful. Cool. I'll have to, I'll have to read that book now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent book. Like, Yeah. Well, that goes into our next question. What's uh, your favorite book? Actually, it would be East of Eden by John Steinbeck. I've only read it once, okay. but it's on my read it again list because it's a book that, I mean, there are some scenes in that book that still resonate with me. And I read it when I was a teenager. Mm. I read it when I was 16. And I still remember these scenes. And I don't want to tell you what the scene is because it's in the middle of the book. (laughs) I'm like, oh, uh, spoiler alert. And, you know, make, make up this. No, but it's just like you're watching this and I can still watch it in my mind. And, uh, East of Eden by John Steinbeck. It's actually the biblical story of uh, Cain and Abel. Oh, okay. Cool. And I had not read the biblical story. So this book was just like, wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Yeah. I'll have to look into that one then. Mm -hmm. All right. So our next question is, uh, what's something that you're in? something that you're into right now. So it could be literally anything. (laughs) So I'm into about three things right now. Okay, cool. One is I'm working on writing a book. Okay. I'm working on writing a book. I didn't know this juicy. And I'm (laughs) working on that. And the two other things the two other things I am into. Well, I don't know about into, but oh my gosh, should I even say it? Okay. I'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> like I've been taking I've been taking singing lessons. <gasps> because okay, because I used to sing like, you know, when people say, oh, you sing like this. Me, I would say, I sing when I sing, get out a stopwatch because we'll see how fast I can clear a room. <laughs> That's how bad my singing used to be. <laughs> well, so I, I'm taking singing lessons. My husband's a trained singer, so he's teaching me. And so now I think people are not going to listen to me. But they're not going to clear the room. So okay, that's a great improvement. Progress. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's great. And the last thing I'm into is, which I've been working. It's a project I've been working on for a few years. I hope I can finally get it done. Is building a model ship. It's the HMS Victory. It's an old naval battleship, and it's huge. And it. And the pieces are like yay tiny. And it's a lot of attention to detail. We're gluing this, gluing that, you know, making the mass. I mean, just gluing the mass and making the, whatever those cords are. And um, it's a lot of work, but I love it. Wow. And those are the three things I'm into right now. That's super cool. Wow. See, I love these well, questions. thank you. Now yeah. I get to know, know even more. <laughs> super cool things about you. I went to, uh, I, I got accepted into uh, school for singing and then I ended up not, not doing it. <laughs> what? Why but, not? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Cause I, I, I didn't want to spend five years in school for, <laughs> for singing. 
<laughs> was basically how it went down but <laughs> okay yeah but it was I, I love to sing as well so yeah cool um all right and then the last question is um art so what art are you drawn to what art are you do you like to create yourself I mean your singing and your your ship are creative mm -hmm. outlets for you but uh yeah what kind of art We're reading too as well so if it's a well if it's a physical <laughs> like a painting and stuff I'm mm -hmm. drawn to bright colors mm. like I love uh sunsets and you know like bright oranges yellows and reds yeah and I love it when they're all layered together or even if it's like blobs of paint with these colors and if they're all put together in a pattern of some kind of the abstract I'm just, yeah I'm just drawn to those mm. and if it's like a color gradation it doesn't you know I said bright but now if you were to get like purples and blues and light blues and you put patches in and it's just I don't know I'm really drawn to that I don't know why because yeah, I like that because I'm color clueless personally so if someone can do that I'm like wow because you <laughs> give me a palette I will mix the two colors that do not go together and I will put them together and I will make it look horrible not intentionally but it will look horrible so oh, okay, well, we have to talk about your creative limitations here. So we'll do that right, later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's my art. That, that's, that's what I'm, I'm drawn into those bright colors. But also, you know, my art is, my primary art personally that I'm drawn into is writing. Yeah. And that's what I'm drawn to do. Yeah. Good. That's great. Yeah. And that's a perfect creative outlet. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can, you know what, when you were saying the bright colors, I can just see like that you kind of exude bright colors. So I can see that that just, that would draw you in. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to ask you first, cause I hear you're a doctor. So I want you to tell me about your, uh, doctoring. <laughs> <laughs> My doctoring. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm a pediatric dentist which means I see little kiddos all the way from one-year-old to 18-year-old, okay? And I work in their mouth. <laughs> and how many little kiddos want someone in their mouth? <laughs> None. No. So it's a challenge of being absolutely goofy with these kids and distracting them and constantly talking, talking, talking. When I'm with a kid, I have to keep talking. Like there's no mm -hmm. space for them to even interrupt because it's, they're like, what's going on? They can't even think that they're in a dentist office. Yeah. So it's just this, that's what I do. I pretty much distract them. And we, <laughs> we use special words. We spray juice. We make things sleepy. We're going to put a princess star in their tooth and it's going to be so much fun. And we shine their teeth, we count teeth, and that's pretty much my doctoring. I mean, <laughs> went to school for it. I went to school for it, and then you know, you do all this with the kids, and then and then after all that, I gotta go and I gotta grow grow up in like two minutes when I and then I walk to the parent and go, "Hello, how are you?" <laughs> yeah. I go from goofy clown to professional, and yeah, um, I can relate to that. <laughs> it's 
it's crazy because one day one of these parents was in my reception area and I was with the kid and I was singing. This was before singing lessons, remember? (laughs) (laughs) So they can't clear the room if there's trapped in the chair. (laughs) I mean, the kid was trapped and I'm being goofy. And then I come out, the parent goes, oh, I heard you singing. And I'm like, I've never been so embarrassed. I'm like, I am so sorry. And she's like, no, that was great. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm still embarrassed by it. As you can tell, I'm talking about it. So it's just like, but yeah, that's my doctrine. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Sounds like you're very creative for the kids. It's great. That's great. My son, like it's, uh, it's gotten a lot better the last Uh few months, but it's a nightmare brushing his teeth. Uh, I used to have to pin him down. <laughs> right. But thankfully we've gone mostly past that now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But he did great at the dentist. So yeah, you never know. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's great. All right. So um, I want to hear about your podcast, kind of why you started it, why, uh, why you've been inspired to talk about books and kind of where I know it started for one reason and now you've kind of moved into it for another so maybe tell us a little bit about your podcast and your your uh bookstagram sure <laughs> so start I, with the podcast well I started actually before the podcast it was all about the reading journey right mm-hmm. I went from reading zero books a year which means I was hitting my goals every year. I mean, I was, hitting, <laughs> I I was consistently hitting my goal of zero every year. It was, it was great. Well, then I Easy goal to attain. <laughs> very easy, very easy goal to attain. Yeah. Well, then I, and the other thing I was doing was I had a candy crush addiction. Oh. So every day I'd be like spending hours, an mm. hour or two on candy crush. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just happened to come across this article. I don't, I think it's the, uh, oh God, it's the math project or some, I don't remember exactly what it was. It's an article that said, anyone can read over 400 books a year, 400 books a year. And let me show you the math on how to do it. Now being a doctor and being in the science background and I love logic and you know okay sure fine give me the mathematical equation and they essentially calculated the amount of time we waste on social media on games and it was almost six hours a day whoa yeah so they said if you were to take six hours and convert all six hours into reading time. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, if you read at some, so much speed, so many words a minute, blah, blah, blah. A, a book has so many words, you'd finish so many books. So I wow. thought in terms of, okay, I don't want to, you know, like, it's not like I'm going to go from, uh, you know, reading nothing to no social media and just doing that, you know, going cold yeah. turkey is kind of not a great idea. So what I did was I just changed one habit and that was my nighttime instead of playing candy crush for an hour or Facebook, whatever. I just started reading. That's it. And then in about a week or two, I finished a book. 
was just the most mind-blowing thing. Someone who had read zero books in a year, in two weeks, I'd finished a book. So I was like, where is this going? So I went from, so I started reading, you know, like I went 12 books a year and I was telling a good friend of mine about this. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm doing this where I, I'm focused on reading one book a month. I have these goals and I have done this. And that's all I did. I didn't tell her. And the next thing I knew, she was like, calling me one day and she goes, Hey, I'm reading this book. Can I do this? And I'm like, what do you mean? Why are you asking me? It's your project. And I've started noticing other people were reading also. Like mm-hmm. somehow I was their inspiration. It was really weird. And then we ended up talking me and my friend and she's like, you should do a podcast about this. Mm. I was like, I should. And the next thing I know, I have this podcast that started off as a reading habit Hmm. of how to get into the habit of reading uh, roadblocks in reading, like a book you don't like. What do you do if you're like there and you're like, I don't like this book. What do you do? What do you do if you've just read a book and you want to read it again, but there are so many other books, all of that. So I talk about those kind of issues, but as I've been doing podcasts, I started recognizing that if you have a podcast called Living a Life Through Books, <laughs> a person who's not reading is not following that podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a person who is reading, who listens to the podcast is like, well, this is dumb. It's telling me how to read. I already know how to read and I already know about all of this. So I had to come up with a paradigm shift. <laughs> and I started doing podcasts to balance out the readers, people who read a lot. So then they wanted to hear from an author. So I started doing author interviews and then I started talking about Bookstagram because everyone wants to know how to grow their Bookstagram account. Mm -hmm. And then I did an episode with Monique. Yeah. And and it was called ARCs and other stuff or something like that. But the kicker with that episode was when you're on Bookstagram, a lot of people, a lot of readers, the big readers, right? They post a picture of a book and you look it up and nine out of 10 times, it's not even out yet. Mm. And that's when you start realizing there are all these new books that people are getting that you don't have access to. So you're like, how do you get this? Mm -hmm. And it was this closed box that I couldn't access and I would ask people about it. I would direct message them. Let's say I, I direct messaged you and I'm like, hey, Rebecca, how do I get this ARC? They'll be like, I don't know. I just got it. Or, you know, or something like I felt like people weren't as willing to help me hmm. get that ARC path. And then I was talking to Monique and I asked her the same question. Hey, how do you do this? And the next thing I know, I get these long DMs. Well, you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do this. Well, you know what else I did? And I'm like, wait, what? You're actually helping me? Like you're actually, I mean, people on Bookstagram are nice, but when it comes to ARC, sometimes it's that lock box. And Monique was just so wonderful. And I was like, as she's texting me, as she's direct messaging me, I'm like, stop, just stop, please. Would you just save all this and be on my podcast? And, and think about it. She doesn't know who the heck I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking her to be on my podcast. And she's just like, you know, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she might've said, I'll get back to you. I don't know. 
And then finally she, she did said it. yes, <laughs> but she yeah. did it. Yeah. And she is the most listened to podcast episode till today, even now. Wow. And it was wonderful. And that's how the podcast basically has evolved. I have interviewed, you know, like authors. I've spoken to authors. I even had, um, I've, in, I've interviewed New York Times bestselling author, uh, Fiona Davis and wow. um, MJ Rose. They wrote, uh, you know, stories from Suffragette City when we were having the elections. So it's just been a journey and a half. And it's been wonderful. And here I am on your podcast. You know, this is yeah. so wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's quite the journey. I love how it evolved like that. And you're just like, let's go with the flow. That's, that's a very uh, creative business path. Cause you know, I've done the same thing with my business. It was like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, well, actually that's not, that's not going to work very well. I'm going to move this over here. It's the same thing, but a little different, same thing, a little different. Great for when we go into COVID and I was able to evolve, you know, it's, that's, that's great. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit. Um, oh, okay. Tell me about your book you're writing. Like, tell me what, <laughs> you, you didn't tell me about that before and you just dropped that on me. <laughs> oh, well, Maybe well you asked me what art I'm, you know, I'm into right now or what I'm into right now. Yeah. Like, okay. So I've always wanted to be an author. Okay. I was working on a book way back when I was in dental school and I tried to get back into it and it just didn't jive with me. Well, there was this one story that I wrote in dental school as a short story. And it was called, They Throw Rocks. It was a short story about a kid who's afraid of dogs. That's, that's what <laughs> it was about. But there was this other character in that story who was about, who was an abused woman who was looking for respect in her life. And, uh, so the story, that was the short story anyway. Well, then I converted the short story into a play. That's how I actually met my husband. He was helping me oh. convert the short story into a play. So, oh, I started, so, <laughs> so I started writing it as a play and it was going through edit after edit after edit. And um, I don't know. And I put it away. And uh, sometime in the middle of COVID, my husband said, there was a play he was working on that he's like, I'm converting it into a novel. That's it. And I was like, a novel. <gasps> like it's suddenly, you know, these light bulbs went out and I go, yeah, they throw rocks, you know, and, and the title changed from they, they throw rocks to dilapidated castle. And so I was like, Oh, they throw rocks. I'm going to convert it into a novel. And the strangest thing happened the flow, like the moment I just started writing and I wrote every day, like I wrote thousand to 2000 words a day. And I finished the first draft in like two months. Oh my goodness. Like that's amazing. And I just, just, it just came. And then I put it away for six weeks and now I need to get back to it. And that's the, you know, it's, there's this people say put it away for six weeks and it helps. And it does help because there are some things, some scenes I'm reading that I thought was great when I wrote it. And now I'm reading it. I'm going, it's not that great. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. You can even cut yeah. the scene if you want to. So it allows you to do that. However, when you take a break, it breaks the habit. You know, when you're, right. when you're so much going, 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 you use your momentum. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm trying to rebuild that momentum and get back in this habit Mm. of editing this book. And so that's what I'm doing right now, editing the read, because I just wrote, 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 wrote. So I got to edit. I got to restructure, figure out if all the characters line up, scenes line up and all the fun stuff. So that's my journey on that. It's kind of crazy, but. That's amazing. I love how it's like, it just clicked. I love those moments that just like, they just click. Yeah. It's like those divine moments of just, yeah. Yeah, It's just more interesting. (laughs) It's like the moment when you know, this is it. It's like something Mm -hmm. in your heart that just says, this is it. And you Mm -hmm. cannot show anyone, you know, you can't show someone that little button in your heart. I mean, I don't even know if there's a button in your heart, you know, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's reminding me of, um, Elizabeth Gilbert's, uh, book. Oh, geez. I always forget the name of her book, but I loved it. It was something about creativity Mm -hmm. and, um, she talks about how creativity can, um, it's inspiration isn't mm-hmm. us. It's like this other entity and it just right. like comes to us and, mm-hmm. and we have to accept it and we have to right. say yes to it. So it's like you, you lost that for a little while, like it left and then right. another one came to you. Right. right. It just wasn't mm-hmm. the right one. So, right. yeah, super cool. I like that. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, maybe can you tell us a little bit about uh, your reading habits now and how you've evolved from zero books to how many books are you reading this year? <laughs> well, this year, my goal is 75. Last year, I read 112. Woo. You went down a bit. A little, little. <laughs> no, my goal COVID. this year is 75. Well, see, my goal, I have always wanted to do the 100. Okay. It's just this thing in the back of my mind. I need to do a 100. And that's why last year I was like focused on it. So once I've done 100, I can relax now. <laughs> I, I can be like, you know what? Even if I read 12 books this year, well, maybe I want to read more than 12, but I would feel okay because I've yeah. already hit that pinnacle for myself. Uh, how am I reading so much? What's my thing is I do a lot of audio. Yes. And okay. I um, speed up the audio. Yes. I learned that trick recently. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I talk about that in my podcast too, about how to speed it up. So I start off at like one times the speed, the regular speed. I go up by 1.25, 1.5. You just, every, every time you go up, it's, it's that jump. Mm-hmm. Then once you go to like, say two times the speed. Woo. Yeah. After that, now I can do two times the speed. I can even do their books I've done at two and a half. Wow. And, and I think there's one or two I've done at three. Ooh, how do you hear that? About? I have to, I have to try that out. I, well, I it depends on the one. book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Not all books you can do it, do at three. I mean, there are some books I'm doing at two that I'm just like, why is it so slow? And so then I'll look up to see if I've accidentally hit a button and it moved down to one times mm-hmm. the speed or it's natural speed, but no, it's two times the speed and it's so slow. So those books, I know I'll just up it to 2.5 and 
And -hmm. then as I'm listening, I'll titrate. I'll be like, okay, I got used to 2.5. Let's go to Mm 2.6. Let's go to 2.7. And not all um, audio apps allow you to go past two or even up to three. I know. I mean, I'm on Libro FM. Yeah. Yeah. And they allow, that app allows you three times the speed. But that's how I... A lot of, if I want to do a lot of books, if I want to just drink my books, it's audio and at speed and just every little thing I do, I'm doing laundry, I'm doing dishes. I mean, I'm constantly, I'm cooking, constantly listening. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing I do is at night, I'm reading a book and after lunch, also I'm reading a book and my husband reads a book after lunch every day. So that's what I do. Oh, that's nice. You guys read together? <clears throat> no. <clears throat> what he reads is totally, he is into history, at, okay. like hardcore history, um, sci-fi, and he does graphic novels. And uh, it's a little bit of a different genre. Like I'm more into literary fiction, historic fiction, uh, just fiction in general, or even like you said, the uh, self-development books. So we do not read together, but I'm always, I always have an audiobook, mm-hmm. an ebook, and a physical book that I'm reading. <laughs> it's always, I have all three. Like yeah. I always have a book of each, at least wow. yeah. that I'm reading. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I definitely always have an audio and then a physical. Uh, my Kindle usually collects dust on my on the shelf, but <laughs> I, no! I like it for well, I like it for like reading in the dark because it has that light on it, so it mm-hmm. like doesn't hurt your eyes or whatever. But I just always kind of I don't know. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I like reading it in a physical book, and then I like the a, the you know the ability because I live outside of town, so like I have a lot of driving time. So huh? that's when I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And then um, when I'm at work, I can do it when I'm cleaning or when I'm getting my art stuff ready. So it's, I, I really like like that. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You just <laughs> got to keep reading Yeah. when you get a moment. And that's the only way to do it. And the only the way to do it is to make reading a, priority it should be something that's always in your mind that this is something that you want for yourself like reading is a priority for me yeah and that's the only way to do it if you're not into that if you're not going to focus on it then yeah 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 this so this year I I really started talking on my um on my I guess bookstagram account, my book uh-huh. account about literacy limitations. And I, I love that you're you kind of you kind of just did that, right? You took your literacy limitation of I only read zero books a year. And right. then you've created this whole life really for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like living a life through books, right? Right. So you've you've created this whole podcast, your whole you've changed. But like, I, I love how you said you spent all that time on 
Candy Crush and you like you can take something away out of your life, but it has to be replaced with something like you can't just take Candy Crush out. And then but what what's that time has to be filled? I I think somebody told me recently, like it's it's like a a law. Atomic Habits. I think in Atomic. Have you read the book Atomic Habits? No. It's it's a great book on building good habits. And I think Mm. I don't know if it's that book or I read like self-development books and there is that thing where um, it says that the reason you, you have a habit, right? Like say candy Mm -hmm. crush. It's like at certain point you're just hitting the button and it's this dopamine uh, rush in your brain, but you have to hit like several more buttons to get that dopamine rush for the first time around, it was one button. Now you got to press it three or four times to get that dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. And at some point you're just pressing it and you don't get the dopamine rush, but you remember it and you still keep pressing it. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is it's become that habit. You keep mm-hmm. thinking there's that dopamine rush. So what you need to do is sub- substitute it with something yeah. that gives you that dopamine yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's this. It's not the Candy Crush. It's this. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. You have to replace it with something. So I love that yes. you're like, well, uh-huh. let's let's see. I want to replace this with my book. So you were able to right. like, take that and replace it with something positive for yourself. And mm-hmm. you've created a whole big positive out of it. <laughs> so that's really amazing. I love how you do that. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add before we head off? No, this has been like so much fun. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I've never done this before. Yeah. This uh, half and half. This is great. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right. So I'll um, I'll tag all the books that you mentioned too in the, in the links uh, mm-hmm. below as well. So, all right. And then we can find you on Instagram. Yes, and li- I'll tag a your books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on, uh, on your podcast as well. And you can find your podcast on iTunes. I'm guessing all, yes, all yes, the places, yes. all the places. Yeah. All iTunes, the places. Stitcher, Castbox, Pocket Cast. Yeah. All the places. Yeah. All the places. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and so if you haven't already listened to the first part of our episode, uh, which is on your podcast, um, go ahead and listen to that and yeah. So thank you so much for joining us and be sure to, to uh, check that out. All right. Thank Bye. you. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on everything at Rebecca Jane Art. I'd love to hear from you until next time. Happy creating.